Good evening and welcome to another episode of Unstoppable Overcomers and I'm your host Dorothy Odell for this evening. We are, have a great show planned for you tonight. Uh, We're going to have Tanya Br uh, Bruton uh, sharing her story from grit to grace. Can't wait to hear that. But before we get started, we're just going to uh, bring on our first sponsor of today's show. So one moment, please. Today's show is sponsored by the Leffa Coach, an innovative entrepreneurial venture partner that will take your income and self-expression to the next level. With his established five-pillar methodology, the Leffa Coach can help you build a solid foundation for success and expand your full potential. As a venture growth coach, the Leffa Coach is dedicated to partnering with you and your established business to help you grow your income and achieve your goals. Whether you're in entrepreneur or a professional looking to take your career to the next level, the Left Foot Coach can provide you with guidance, support, and resources you need to succeed. If you're ready to unlock your full potential and achieve your dreams, then schedule a free 30-minute inquiry call using this link provided. Trust me, as a client who's experienced his growth interventions already, you won't regret it. All right, with that, we're super excited to bring to the stage Tanya Burton. Welcome to the show. And it, it stream work. There we go. <laughs> Hi, how are Hi. you? All the way from Texas. Yes, me. In the heat. 100, 106 <laughs> degrees today. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> so, no, thank you for having me. I'm very glad to be here. Well, we are blessed that you are here. And for those of you who have no idea who you are, can you share a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm. I'm just your average uh, Texas girl <laughs> um, that, you know, I love to travel. I love spending time with my family and I love meeting new people and helping others. Um, I am married for uh, 22 years, going on 22 years. And um, we have together, we have seven children. Um, most of them are out of the house now and we have three grandchildren. But the ones that remain in the house with us are a set of triplets and they are 16 years old. So they are all just getting licenses and going to junior year and involved in all kinds of activities. So they keep me very busy, but um, I do also um, have dealt with uh, mental health issues and struggles over the years. I've had a lot of successes over the years, but I've also I've had a lot of things I've had to overcome in my life and throughout the years and, you know, through a lot of, um, counseling and things like that, I've learned to uh, take those things and turn them, you know, mind what's, what can, what good can come out of struggle, because I believe that a lot of good can come out of it. It's, it's never um, fun at all, but there's good that can come out of it. We can develop character and strength. And then I want to, then I like to take that and share that with others. And I've been able to do that most recently through podcasting, um, and through the grit and grace podcast. And so, um, that's just been a great tool, uh, for me to use, to get not only my story out, but the stories of others that shared, uh, you know, other experiences and, um, and, and it's just a, it's just a safe place, uh, for people to be able of all walks of life to be able to come on and say things like, cause they can call in and they can say things or they can message me um, privately and ask for advice or uh, things like that. So it's just been a real good tool to be able to, to get the message of hope out there to other people that are struggling. So. I love that. That's funny because I've been, I've been to tossing back and forth, um, uh back and forth something like that like a talk radio show where people call in or people send in i actually have this uh thing that we've been promoting ask dorothy like any question that you have call in and we'll get an expert if i you know if it's not something that's in my area of expertise so i love that you're doing that um absolutely love that so um your mental health journey tell us a little bit about that because i i mental health health is you know, there's still stigma around that. And I, I really hate that. And and that's one of the big things that Kimberly and I are huge advocates on is mental health. Uh, and, you know, as somebody who has experienced her own, own mental health journey, uh, you know, I know what it's like. And so there's absolutely, this is a zero judgment zone. Uh, yeah. And our audience knows that, hey, this is this is who whom we serve and this is whom we help. And, and they know our own struggles that we've gone over. So if you could share a little bit of that with us. Sure, sure. Um, well, I grew up in um, 
Well, I, it's it's kind of double sided. I want to say it was a normal home because I, I wasn't abused by my parents or or you know I got fed. Um, I was in extracurricular activities like band and cheerleading, and I I made good grades. Um, but um, there's a thing that's called like your ACE score, um, ACE score. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about that, but it's like I was I was raised like. Uh, I had a mom and then a, a stepfather. So I did have, you know, the father issues of not having him in my life. Um, and then uh, my mother was, um, she dealt with her own mental health issues. I didn't know a lot about them at the time. They were kind of well hid. I knew symptoms, but not sure really all what was going on. So I tend to kind of, I tended to kind of raise myself a little bit, but um so, but when I was 13, I was, um, a, so possible trigger warning. So I don't say anything explicit, but, um, so I was date raped though. When I was 13, I lost my virginity at that time. So that was my first trauma trauma. And, um, the first time I'd ever left my body and, um, I didn't know anything about what that meant at the time. I didn't take a lot of time to process anything like that. We just, we just moved on. Uh, we didn't do counseling or anything at the time. We just kind of wow. stuff it and go. And so I did that. And then I started acting out in, um, you know, ways, I guess, that displayed behavior that or emotions that had been stuffed, you know. But then I started, um, let's see, the next big thing would have been um, I had an early pregnancy. I was um, a teen mom. So that kind of goes with that. Mm -hmm. Um and my daughter was born with a chronic illness, which required her to have a liver transplant. And um, back then, uh, I mean, she was just, that's just a major ordeal to go through the before, the before process, the during process, everything. I was 16 years old and um, she would be in the hospital for long periods of time. And I, that's the first time I experienced real depression and uh, like a long, long periods of depression. Of course, that was kind of uh, environmental things that were, you know, happening to me. And, you know, so some things come as uh, like I've got some things I deal with, like uh, that are mood disorders, such as bipolar mm -hmm. and that are biologically inherited. And then I have other disorders like the complex PTSD or the DID that are due to traumatic events. So, um, but those were the major ones. And then, um, uh, in my early twenties, um, my, I guess the, the third real big trauma was I had lost a child. She was uh, three months old and, um, on mother's day, um, this was 1997. So this was like 20 something years ago, but, um, I was in my early twenties. And, um, so on mother's day, I woke up and she was underneath me. She, uh, I'd slept with her on the couch and sometime in the night had turned and she had got down into the cushions and I didn't know I was asleep. So, so that, uh, was another stuff and go. And so later as, I, as I get on with my life, um, I'm moving on and I'm, I'm almost done here, but, uh, I'm in my, I'm in my, I'm in graduate school and things start displaying, uh, and coming out. Um, uh, I experienced substance abuse for the first time. And I was in my, like I said, in my thirties in grad school, I was working on my thesis. And so things started spinning out of control. I got through that, but that took, uh, you know, a good chunk of years, like four or five years, uh, that I was involved with that. And that causes even more trauma, yeah. you know, when you're trying to, to mask something or self-medicate, it causes even more trauma. So anyways, but over the years, <laughs> I've been able, as I got older, I realized, you know, trauma has, yes, there's still a stigma and I hate it, but trauma is the new buzzword now. So like it's, they're making it a lot easier to talk about. And, and it's like, okay, so now that I'm, you know, older, I'm 47 now, but like, I'm, it's taken me all this time to go to get real therapy. That's trauma based, trauma focused, right. that can really help me unpack things, get memories back, understand what really happened, understand things weren't my fault. Um, kick the shame and guilt thing, the hating myself. There's something wrong with me. I'll never be better, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, 
so therapy, I'm a big advocate on therapy, medication, if it's needed, you know, it's not always needed, but if it's needed, get it, you know, and then, just, and then your spiritual um, connection to, to a higher power, whatever your higher power is. So, right. yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing all that. I mean, I know that that that's a lot of trauma and, and you know, sorry that you had to go through that. Yeah. And um, you're right. You know, back when we were 13 years old, it's not something we talked about. And I'm 47 as well. So, you know, I never talked to my parents about the bullying or what was going on with me or the low self-esteem or, or feeling that I was depressed or, or things like that. You know, I, I kind of hid it from them, um, you know, and, and so I, and sorry that you didn't have that outlet back then, but glad that you're you're getting what you need now. Mm -hmm. um, and and one of the questions I was going to ask is, had you been in any healing or things like that? So um, you said that you were in therapy and, and things like that. So that is awesome that you're getting the help that you need. Um, now, when I was, I, I had um, joined a born again Christian church and we had something which was called the apostolic prayer ministry back then, which was taking the lie based thinking and putting, you know, the truth to that and what bringing God into it and saying, Hey, you know, what, what tell me the truth of what's really going on yes. um, now? Cause I know that, I know that, uh, I know that God is as something that is very much in your life. So yes. is, is, is that some of the therapies that you've done or is it, uh, no, that's that's pretty right on target. Um, the counselor that I've worked with over the last oh, eight or nine years, we work together every week and uh, he's a Christian counselor. And that is his thing is identity. Um, we are not what happened to us. I am not, you know, a victim of sexual. I mean, that thing happened to me, but that's not who I am. Who I am is a child of God. I was created by God and I am, you know, uh, a born again Christian. I'm righteous because of the blood of Christ in my life. And, um, you know, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am what the Bible says I am. You know, I know the plans he has for me to replace because it's important because to, like he says is we, we tend to, we will act on our identities. We will play it. We, we un, unbeknownst to us or unconsciously, we play a role. So if, if I'm a victim of sexual abuse, then um, that says to my brain, well, I'm nasty. I am filthy. I'm shameful. Uh, you know, um, I'm something that doesn't deserve to be, uh, to establish healthy boundaries with, um, with other people because I deserve to be used and abused. So I'll, t I will act in that way, which is unhealthy. It's going to create even more problems for me. But if I can, um, establish and know it's like the, the Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Not just the truth will set you free, but you will know the truth. So to know who I really am in Christ, I'm going to act on that and not act on the harm that was done to me. Because in most cases, when you do act that you're going to harm yourself or you're going to harm another person. You're just going to repeat a cycle. Right. So yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I, I love all of that. You're right. We're not our traumas. We're not what happened to us. We are who God says we are. Right. And yeah. It, it's funny. Um, I know Kimberly and I are going through um, it's called A Course in Miracles. And basically it states everything that we've gone through means nothing. Right. <laughs> everything in life means nothing. Right. And and so one of the things that I had been reading this past week is, um, you know, our identity in that and our ego in that. And what really, you know, we our ego is so wrapped up in everything that we do that we don't even realize that that's what's what's going on, right? Like we don't even realize that's our ego talking. So uh, I love that you said, you know, yes, I had trauma, but I am not my trauma, right? Right. So I absolutely love that. You you know, that's when you're on the healing journey when you can uh, discover that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because unfortunately there for a while, I did act that out and, um, you know, and I've had to pay the consequences for that. But like I said, I, there's always something good to be mined out of that later. You know, I mean, we, we live and we learn, but that sounds like a good, I've heard of that, the Course in Miracles. I've heard of that and I need to get into that because that sounds like something that'd be right up my alley. 
it's <laughs> well if you don't want your life to change don't do it <laughs> well i'm always needing to grow always i'm never i am you know you'd think by this age we'd be there you know like i could say okay i'm there or at least halfway there but we're never there so <laughs> well you know i have to keep reminding myself this is a journey not a sprint or let's enjoy the journey as as we go right because um as somebody who wants things yesterday, not today, uh, I really had to train myself that it's okay where I'm at. It's okay that, you know, um, I'm not where I want to be um, and I'm not where I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, that it takes a lot for me to say that mm -hmm. because I am a, like an overachiever, recovering workaholic and really, um, you know, it, it gets me that I have huge audacious goals and it gets me that I'm not where I was because my, you know, the fear stops you or the whatever, you yeah. know, uh, and since we've been in the course of miracles, I'll, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for Kimberly, but it's just been one, like you think you get past one trauma and, and then God put something in your, in your way to, to get to the next one. So I'm constantly leveling up just when I think, okay, I'm at a place where whew, no triggers today, no nothing. Like today's a good day. Um, you know, then I'm working on something else and, and, mm -hmm. but, but it's good. It needs to happen. Uh, yeah. it needs to happen so that we could get to the next level in, in life and business and, and everything. Cause Kimberly and I are not small thinkers. We, um, we dream big and we Good. are out to change the world. So with Good. that, yeah, you're going to have to get through these spaces quickly. <laughs> and good for, and good for y'all. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a journey and, and, uh, you know, it's a healing journey. We here, here at Unstoppable Overcomers, our, uh, hashtag this year has been healed is sexy. So, you know, we're, like we're, we're, getting, <laughs> we're getting their healing on and bringing sexy back <laughs> and bringing sexy back. There we go. Bringing sexy back. <laughs> I'm writing that down. I have a tendency to forget the good, everything that, you know, that I need to, to put out there on social media. That's, that is, Good. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your, your platform and your podcast. Oh, yes. Um, well, so um, it, it just, it just can't, you know, it was a God thing that it came along. Um, you know, I, I had spent some time, you know, you asked me if I've, you know, the things I've done for therapy. Well, I've, I've been hospitalized a few times and the last one um it was it was mostly for trauma we learned we did a lot of trauma focused therapy and uh anyways i had a, I, I just had like a spiritual awakening while i was in there and i was like i think the reason i keep slipping back is because i'll get i was telling my counselor this um, i said i'll get to a certain point where i'll get get well and i stop and I become passive and I said, I'm not giving back. I mean, even if we look at, say, like the 12 steps, Alcoholic Anonymous or whatever, uh, that 12 step is having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. We continue to carry this message to other alcoholics and practice these principles in all of our affairs. So I said, I'm missing that 12 step. I'm missing that helping others bit somehow. I said, I don't know where I'm supposed to be doing it at. I said, but I know. I didn't go through all of this stuff for nothing. And, and I know that I'm not meant to keep tripping up and tripping up over this mess that happened to me or some of this mess that I created. And um, so uh, it, it was a little while after I had come home, he said his friend, a friend of his was starting up a radio station, a new radio station, a Christian radio station. It's called, I guess I'll, if it's okay, can I say the name of it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's called Truth Seeker Texas Radio. It's a, it's an internet station and it's only plays, we only play like radio music unless we're on our podcast at night. So anyways, uh, the, I usually record live there um, on Wednesday nights at six and then it, I put it out on my YouTube, and my Spotify. But anyways, he's like, um, you know, he's starting this new radio station and we have a, we just have a couple of people in mind that we want to have do a show. And we think that you, you could be one. And I'm like, 
I never thought about doing anything like that before. I've helped, I've helped him with, you know, I do, um, I have an English degree, so I've helped him publish a couple of books and I've done a lot of editing and publishing and proofreading for, for him. And I was like, this is different. Radio is definitely different. And, um, and I said, uh, you know, I'll pray about it and everything. And so I did. And, uh, I was like, oh, let's give it a shot. And he's like, and you got full reign. You know, I know it's a church, it's a Christian radio show, but if you say shit, then that's okay. <laughs> he's like, just be you. And, and, and I do, I talk about things that, um, you know, people, like I said, from all walks of life can feel comfortable with. Yes, we might do Bible studies, but then I might have a, a girl on, you know, the next time that talks about how she recovered from, you know, shooting up drugs and that story can get a little gritty. You know, and sometimes we say things that, you know, are controversial that they can't talk about in their church. Like as far as mental health goes, that's not talked a lot about in churches, depression, anxiety. You know, you know, do you know the reason I haven't been in church for the past four weeks is because I don't get out of the bed? You know, I mean, can we talk about this? You know, so that's what the, my show is about is to be able to talk about anything. Uh, the real the real life things that happen to us and what does God say about it? Um, not your church necessarily, but what does God say about it? What does God's word say about it? How can we glorify him and show that how he can help us through this mm-hmm. and walk us through these situations? Tanya, that's like music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, that's a radio station that I need to get on, apparently. <laughs> Tell them they need to bring our show on to the radio. Okay. <laughs> um, because I, I, it's funny. It's funny you say that because there are, uh, churches don't talk about a lot of things they and don't. you can love God and cuss <laughs> and, and it's okay. Cause he, you know, and you can love God and, and talk about a mental illness and you can love God and talk about recovery and, and drug addictions and, and eating addictions and, and things like that. And, um, a lot of the different churches, uh, are very judgmental. Uh, and I, that's the whole reason why I quit going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that doesn't mean I don't have a relationship with God because my right. relationship with God is a heck of a lot more stable mm-hmm. than going into, um, get uh, into a an organized, yeah. Right. An actual building, an actual building. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And, and, you know, I, I don't know if they avoid talking about it because I think that they just really don't understand it. I think a lot of the go-to is, 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 do you have a sin in your life that you haven't, uh, been forgiven of, or um, is it you just don't have enough faith, or maybe you haven't put in enough money in the offering plate, or <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to share this story. Now that you brought that up, I'm going to share this story. So this happened when we were kids. So this why my parents, my dad grew up Anglican. I never ever shared this story on any platform. So here you go, because okay. I don't want you to be nervous, because I I love that you said that. Okay. There's a reason why. So grew up in an Anglican church. Um, my, and, uh, we went occasionally, uh, when there was a pancake dinner, my brother and I would, would help out and and do things like that. You know, anything, my, my dad's aunt was really, um, involved in the church. So she had us come as kids, hoping that we would be there every Sunday. Anyway, so they needed a new roof for the church. And so they went to every single parishioner and, kind of demanded a thousand dollars from each parishioner and my dad okay so growing up we we were you know money was tight living paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. and uh for them to come in and demand so basically he demanded that they get out of the house and we never went back to that that church again and um and so that was my dad's experience you know he wasn't really um at that time he wasn't really into the whole God scene, but he went because he felt obligated because his aunt was there and, and things like that. Anyways, make a long story short. So I get what you're saying when you yeah. say, you know, is there enough <laughs> in the collection plate? Um, you know, I serve, I tithe, I do things. I, I, I give money. I get, I give a lot of my time away. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I, I understand the tithing principles and, and things like that, but uh, there's a, there's a way, there's a difference and there's a yeah. way of doing things. And yeah. that was not one of them. Right. <laughs> right. Definitely not. Definitely not for sure. Yeah. And, and that's the first time I've ever shared that story. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing it. I mean, the church is full of funny stories really, but, and, and I mean, sometimes I go and sometimes I don't go. I have a fickle relationship with it myself. 
so, but that's the thing. That's why I say, and, and I'll talk about this later in my, in my fundamentals, but, but that's why I'm really saying more, uh, always focus on God's word because we've all got that. That's one thing. Like we're all Christians. I don't, I've got listeners that go to church and some that don't. And I've got some that go to really strict churches that believe certain weird stuff. And I've even attended those churches sometimes because I love the worship. It's really good. <laughs> but it is. but you got to watch out. I got to tell my son when there's preaching, you know, and if, if I hear some kind of false doctrine, I'm like, don't listen to that. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I mean, but there, I mean, you know, the thing is, is though, um, but God's word, God's word is something that we all have. And that's the one thing that doesn't change. So, and it's the one thing that, you know, brings us hope, gives us guidance. So for me anyways. Uh, 100%, 100%. And I, I, I funny that we're having this conversation and I'm sure there's going to be a couple people writing in about it, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> everybody, everybody has their opinion and everybody's yeah. entitled to their opinion. Um, and, you know, we, I think we all go through things so that we can help others in life. And, um, you know, and uh, there's nothing, don't get me wrong. There's nothing with going to church and there's nothing with being, I, I miss yep. the camaraderie with it. Like yes. I miss, I miss other, um, other believers with that. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and that's good. Like, we got to meet everybody where they're at. And that doesn't mean that I won't try the new one behind me here soon. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. Know. I mean, it's like, you know, I told my husband, um, and, and this is kind of going back towards the mental health issue. Um, but this past Sunday I went and I haven't been since, um, well, I was in an automobile accident in June, so I haven't been since June. And, um, and it was partly because of that. And it was probably because some days I was depressed and then it was probably because some days I just really feel like going. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, I told my husband when we got home, you know, I said, I feel bad because, you know, these people, I don't let them in and I don't let them, um, they haven't got to know me really. And, but I feel like texting the lady, the pastor's wife, she's really sweet. They're great people, you know, and just saying, you know, just, you know, you, maybe you should know this would help if you knew that, you know, I've, haven't been out of the mental hospital for too awful long. And, you know, um, you know, you can't expect me to jump in there. I'm not going to jump in your membership class and I'm not going to work the nursery. And because some days I just, you know, it's not all going great for me up here. And I need, I need um, somebody that understands that, you know, and right. not won't judge it, but it can also understand it. So, Absolutely. because, you know, I think people, um, you know, I understand why certain people don't get it. Like my husband, for example, and oh, he's such a blessing to me. God bless the caretakers of the people that have mental health issues, because yes. where would I be without my caretaker? <laughs> but he had he doesn't have um, these struggles. Uh, and, you know, some people were just um, he's got his own issues. I'm not saying he's a perfect person, but he's not just he's just not had a lot of tragedy strike his life. And he's not made a lot of. Uh, bad decisions that led him down a lot of bad roads and thank God he's able to take care of me. But so, so thus he doesn't have um, the understanding, you know, of some of my issues, but you can Google knows everything, you know, is if a loved one or your friends at church or whoever we're talking about, um, they can always go on to the internet or to the library and check out, you know, well, what kind of symptoms does a person with this have? How can I, um, sorry, how can I help them? And, you know, things like that. So, yeah, absolutely true. There is tons of resources. I know here in Canada, we have the Canadian Mental Health Institute, where if you Google it and, and they have things there, um, and especially with the mental health crisis that we do have, I mean, I, it depends on what city or state that you live in in the United States. They not only have the hotline, well, we have a hotline here too, but, um, you know, even if you just wanted resources, if you're a caretaker, like you said, and you wanted resources, just go Google type in mental health and mm -hmm. it all will pop up. And, and depending yeah. on, um, you know, what our significant other suffers from, it is all right there. Yeah. So that, that yeah. is a great reminder. I'm just going to take a commercial break for our next sponsor. So just one moment, please. Today's show is sponsored by Carrie Pachuch, Master Relationship Coach. 
Have you or your partner ever said these words? My partner never listens to me and we argue all the time. My partner always has to be right and everything is always my fault. Our relationship is boring. My partner doesn't trust me and we fight over money all the time. We can never agree on how to raise our kids. If any of this sounds familiar, you as a couple have the power to change your relationship and create more joy and intimacy. Please visit highestintentcoach.com or 512-593-0524. There you will find links to Carrie's book, courses, and make an appointment and schedule a private conversation. Just for visiting, you are free to download her fun 50 things that couples can do just for fun. We have the tools you need to help as a couple and to help ourselves. Come discover and find your power today. All right. Thanks for joining us again. So I love your story. Obviously, there's grit there. And I, I'm the grace part with, with God, you know, and, and helping you through through the transitions in, in your mental health journey. Um, now, it says in here that uh, you the Grit to Grace podcast also helps others with recovery uh, and to teach God's word. So with that, so do, do you also have um, how how is that? Like, how do you help people in recovery? Well, for example, um, I'll, I might do a show, um, on, you know, featuring testimonies of how other people got out. Um, because I do realize that people get out of addiction, um, all sorts of ways. Yes. I'm a born again Christian. And yes, I attribute, uh, how can I, I want to work this right. I don't attribute some of my success to God. I contribute all of my success to God, but I also see the value in 12 step um uh programs and uh therapy counseling um sponsorship um self-help books meditation so um i see value in all different ways to get sober so um so i may feature i featured a guy that um he came on the show and he was dealing with a sex addiction it caused him to go through several divorces and this is a very you know a uh, nice looking man who has, he's well off. He's got a lot of money. He's a good father to his kids. But so anyways, he used the uh, 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, which I guess that's what sex sex addict anonymous they use kind of, it all comes from AA. But anyways, he used the 12 steps to, um, to recover from his sex addiction. I featured um, another girl who um, um, it was um, like an, a year long, Christian re sort of rehab that she had went to. So, cause I get a lot of questions that I, the main question I get um, through PMs from people in recovery is where do I go to rehab? I mean, that's kind of their standard go-to um, when they're trying to uh, get clean or they have a loved one, a son, daughter trying to get clean is where, what, what rehab can I take people to? And I'm like, okay, well, that's a, that's a big question. Number one, do you got insurance? Because it comes down to the money. That's the first and foremost thing is can you pay for a rehab? Because you get what you pay for. Um, if, you know, the state does have rehabs, but you're going to be on a waiting list until a bed's available. And then you're probably going to meet in a couple new drug connections before you get out of there. I mean, unless you just really put your whole heart and soul into it because it's state ran. I mean, do you have insurance that'll exp- that'll pay for this $30,000 a month facility? Because I can recommend some great ones, you know, or do you have money? And if not, they have sponsorship programs sometimes. Um, would it be better for you? Are you on, what kind of drug are you on? Because um, say, for example, a lot of uh, rehabs are designed to be 28 to 30 day facilities. Drugs like methamphetamine, for example, you cannot get off of those in 30 days. You need right. to be in a more in like a 90 day to really a year to 24 month program. So, you know, just sometimes, so I'm, sometimes I um, feature a story and then sometimes I'll get to the nitty gritty mechanics of it. Uh, what does it, what are, what does it mean to get sober? There's, uh, you know, there's meetings everywhere. I talk about meetings. Those are free. So, um, there, and you can go online and find an AA, NA, celebrate recovery, uh, type meeting anywhere, almost going on any night of the week in the, in the nearest city that you live in. Um, and a lot of times if, you know, open what's called open meetings, you can bring a loved one with you. So, and, you know, and so I just kind of get into the, the technicalities of what you, you know, what you got to do to get clean and then what you got to do yourself, you know, uh, the things you need to 
practice, you know, finding somebody to be accountable to just things like that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely love that. And actually, if you're in, if you're listening and you're from Canada, uh, there's Teen Challenge. I know Teen Challenge is actually worldwide. Oh, oh uh, yeah, they're excellent. I they highly are, recommend them. They are amazing. We had them come into our church and uh, I think our church actually spon- helped sponsor a couple people to go through their program. It's an amazing program for both men, yes. women, kids. It, it doesn't matter. Check them yes. out if you, if you have somebody in a, a in an addiction and if you're for Canada only uh, Ontario only Westover um, is a great location for recovery. Um, I've had friends that have needed those facilities and, and things like that. And so I, that's how come I know about that. And I've been to a couple of the AA meetings here with, with friends of mine that have needed, needed to go and needed a support system. So, uh, you know, I, no street, no stranger to these meetings and uh, just being there for others to help them out. Right. Because yeah, that's good. That's what it's all about. Right. We, yes. we can't go through this alone. And that's the right. thing. The moment we try and go through it alone, you know, that's when we get stuck. So I always, I'm always there for people when, you know, they, they need it the most. And one yeah. day when I need it, they'll be there. <laughs> well, you know, God bless you for that, really. And he will, you know, like you say, one day um, when you need him, God will place somebody in your life. So God bless you for doing that. That's awesome for to be there for somebody like that, because not very, not very many people are out there doing that. So, well, you know, I, I figured this way, we all have, we all go through shit in life yes. and um, a lot of the shit I've been through yeah. alone because I was either didn't want to talk about it with anybody else or didn't feel that I could. And it's like the older I get, the more receptive I am to uh, having people come into my life. I'll yeah. give, but it's very hard for me to allow. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it was very hard for me to allow. So, um, so yeah, like, and that's what I did. I, I, it's, it's funny because I had a, a friend of mine that her husband was a drug addict and uh, helped her with that. And, and then it, it got to be that I was helping so much. I ended up having to uh, take a breather. I ended up having to walk away from that friendship for a while because it, just, like, yeah. it was sucking me dry. It's just like, there was no, he would use, the, the household money for drugs or alcohol. And right. so she's calling me, can you help me with the kids for food? I'm like, okay. Um, so I, I did it. And and then, you know, every time he would relapse, it would be, I get a phone call and it was almost to the point where I was going insane. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know I, married- at that point, you got to put the brakes on. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And, and I, and I'm not saying anybody should leave their spouse if they're going through this, but it, at one point you just want to like shake them and say, come on. Like there's only, they need to want to help themselves. And until they're at that point, you got to let them fall and you mm-hmm. got to let them fall hard uh, before they bounce back yeah. up. Right. And, and it's right. the hardest thing to watch. Trust me. I get it. Like I had a grand uh, grandfather that went to, um, well, there's another recovery center here in town in Windsor. Um, Paul, uh, Father Paul Chauvin, uh, Chauvin, or what? Well, anyways, I forget it. What it's called? It's it's here in Windsor. Um, my grandfather was in that, and and so uh, you know when he graduated through his program, we we all went, and I was young back then. I don't know why I remember that, but I do remember, and I, it's bugging me that I don't remember that name of that place. But anyways, it doesn't matter. There are great recovery places out there. Um, so just join one. Yeah. And if you need help finding one, get a hold of Tanya or myself and we'll see for what sure. we can do for you. Yeah. Because that's what it's all about. Helping each other. Amen. Yeah, that's true. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for doing that because that's amazing. You know, it's it's one thing to, you know, go through our things, but then to help other people with that, that shows, you know, strength in you and character and and really having a desire to help other people. Yeah. And to not have your own stuff wasted, you know, I mean, yes. to be able to glean something out of it. So have some sort of purpose come out of it. I, oh, I'm so glad you said that because it's, it's true. And everything that I've gone through is, it's just like, well, you know, why, why did I, I don't say why I just, why did this happen to me? I always say it's always, you know, 
so that I can help somebody else. We, mm-hmm. we were watching, my dad was, uh, passed away two years ago and there was an, a nine day sprint there. Uh, he passed away, of, he was passing away of cancer and to watch somebody you love every day, like watch their chest, see, you know, yeah. is this the last breath? Is this yeah. the last breath? Is this the last breath for nine straight days? It could, it could drive a person literally insane. If, if you let it, uh, I would have to go for walks. I would, you know, yeah. in those walks, I would like hit my record button and, and, and share what God wanted me to share with those people that are going through something similar. Right. Yeah. And I looked at my mom, I'm like, at first I said, why, you know, I'm not sure exactly why we're going through this, but then I said, it has to be that we're going to have somebody else out in some kind of ministry and, right. uh, or something. And she goes, well, I'm not ready for that, but you can, if you want. Well, yeah. And so that's, that's the thing is, um, and you know, and, and, and sometimes, you know, the way, the way I look at it is a lot of times there's no reason or purpose. It's just that it rains on the just and the unjust. We live in a fallen world and there's sickness in it and there's wars in it and there's killings in it. And it's gonna, and it's gonna happen to us. Yeah. And it's, um, it's just going to happen, but God can take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it around for good and bring good out of it. For example, you know, you and I have seen a loved one take those breaths that come every five minutes, which is a real odd thing to look at. And, um, when, and, and, and there's, and there's so many others out in this world that are going to have to deal with some sort of grief or some sort of pain like that. And like you said, we can't do this alone. We need each other, but it's really difficult to be there for someone. If you haven't experienced it, it doesn't mean you can't because we can have empathy and we can have sympathy for people without having to go through things. My husband's great at it. And, um, but there's some kind of connection. If I hear, like um a story that you know my thing is you know uh, my husband and i were at a meeting the other night and someone was speaking and i was like not taking them real seriously at first until he's like so i've been in prison six times i was like okay now we're getting good (laughs) now this guy's relatable (laughs) what an idiot why would he do that no I'm like, I can get into this. This this guy's makes sense to me now uh, because I've done so many stupid things myself, but I've not been in prison six times, but I mean, I, I could have very well been me. Um, but yeah, people need to know that you've been touched. Like um, the Bible says, you know, that Jesus is our high priest and he's been, you know, he's gone through suffering like we have that he's, he could be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. In other words, you know, when we cry and we hurt, he can feel that. You know what I mean? He can, he understands that he has suffered just like we have. And you can have that um, empathy with someone else because you've been through it. It may not have been, it may not have been any real rhyme or reason. Cause like you said about that book or whatever, the course of miracles, it says the same thing in Ecclesiastes, all that stuff's nothing anyways. Yeah. It's all nothing. And you know, meaningless unless we can derive meaning out of it ourselves or, you know, yeah. I love that you said that. I love that you said that. Kimberly's in the back room and she says, what is the purpose? That's the question. Never ask why. That's right. Don't ask why. Mm -hmm. We all all hate it when people ask us why questions. So, uh, you know, especially our kids. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, if you, if you're in an argument with your spouse, you never say, why would you do that? Right. You never do the start with that because you know, it's going to end up in a fireworks. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I think I just, I think I just said that today or yesterday. I don't understand why you would do it like that though. Why would you say it like that? That's funny. I've been getting more and more saying that in my head and not saying it out loud. Yeah, that's, that's good practice. (laughs) That way there is no arguments. (laughs) I love this. All right. So we're getting to that time now that we're going to bring on the lovely and amazing Kimberly Genovese. So welcome to the show, sister. Hello. Hello. Hey, Kimberly. Hello. What a great conversation tonight. You guys are amazing. We're enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah. So where are you at tonight, my love? Well, we are in Niles, Illinois tonight, and we are at the lovely King Spa and Sauna. It's a Korean um, spa, and it's focused on healing and restoration. 
uh, which I, I was, of course, chuckling in the green room with, of course, of course, that's where God would send me um, inside of this amazing conversation you're having tonight. And uh, yeah, so especially in the in the realm of mental clarity, detoxification, you know, all those kind of things. Uh, just a little quick plug for King Spa because I'm really blown away with what they offer the world. Um, <clears throat> they're located in three locations. Uh, Chicago, Dallas. No, is that right? Uh, Virginia. Dallas, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Dallas and Virginia. Oh, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, I can check it out. Yes, you can. And here's the thing. Like, I can't speak for what their prices are in Dallas and Virginia. And... If their prices are what they are here, I'm sure they're similar. Um, uh, but they literally get this. They offer 24 hours of service with, I don't know, like 10, 11 uh, different sauna treatments, right? And then a, um, a water area that has, you know, water therapy, you know, of all sorts for a 24 hour period at full price it's fifty dollars mm -hmm. wow oh wait wait and i left out i left out infrared treatments so oh, detoxification shit. of dark darkness right um and then oxygen room treatments as well so so all of that is included in the fifty dollars and if you stay, if you actually do stay 24 hours just to be responsible, they have an additional $20 overnight charge. It doesn't kick in until like two in the morning. Um, but you can't get a good hotel room right, for $70, let alone if you spend eight hours in the oxygen room, you couldn't get an eight hour oxygen treatment for less than hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, right? So massive, massive plug tonight for King Spa and Sauna, it, and the, especially in the conversations we're having tonight. Because so much of the mental, and I got it, like I really love the conversation tonight, and I'm just going to surrender myself to the word illness, right? Uh, I, I like to use the word dis-ease, right? Like literally D-I-S dash ease. In other words, there's a lack of ease for how the mind is meant to be used, <laughs> right? Um, because of the different things we're dealing with, you know? Uh, but these kind of treatments actually help flush out, you know, the toxicities and things like that that are in the mind um, and, and give a, a freshness, right? Um, to people and, um, for like ridiculously inexpensive, um, you know, uh, opportunities and they, I, I can speak to the one in Chicago. They, um, don't like they, they're hooked up with like Groupon and things like that. So they're more than happy to participate in any kind. Actually, I'm sure Kimberly will be back, but I was there two weeks ago with Kimberly uh, and for my birthday celebration. And it is an amazing place to be. Absolutely amazing place. Uh, to, it's something that you have to experience. I've never experienced where they have so many saunas and so many. You can even watch a movie there. I'll have to look into that. I mean, I've already got, I'm going to Google it as soon as I hang up. <laughs> yeah, it, it is an amazing, amazing place to be. Um, she was not kidding. And uh, it's just, oh, here she comes. Kimberly, I was just mentioning that it is an amazing place and that you took me a couple of weeks ago and just how amazing it is. It, you have to at least experience once in your life to really understand if not yeah. multiple times, but for yeah. sure, it's, it's yeah. definitely a place you have to go. Thank, thanks for filling in while I had technical difficulty. Um, and yeah, so just it's there's all kinds of these kind of treatments that are available to people of all walks of life, you know, uh, economically, right? Um, and so that like the Groupon, for example, um, you can get it for as little as like thirty dollars, you know. Um, so just be open to and i invite everybody to hear detoxification is so 
massively important inside of the the process of becoming whole and harmonious when you're dealing with mental wellness wellness and disease right um and so uh what you know god is good right he he and 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 i will tell you i um i used to i used to when i was dealing with my own uh uh, tox, toxic, toxicity in the brain. <laughs> um, I used to look at this place as somewhere that I would get to go. Um, you know, when I earned the right to go, right. Like, you know, when I had time, right. Um, and I'm just so grateful for the people that I've had in my life and, and God's constant prodding to finally come here and then realize, Oh, this has nothing to do with this is, this is not a luxury. This is in support of, so I can keep my cup full so I can be of service and my mind can be clean in my service to others, right? In the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So anybody who might look at these kind of things as, oh, that's a luxury thing. And that's, you know, that's for other people. Oh my God. No, it's think of it as mental hygiene. Yeah. You know, we, we take showers. Well, some of us, and I'm not one of them take showers every day <laughs> and, and, you know, and, or we, you know, like, Oh yeah, that's something, you know, not to go too many days without. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I would be in that camp for sure. I, you know, when it comes to mental hygiene and showering and cleansing and restoring and revitalizing, we, we starve ourselves of that um, kind of showering. So I invite everyone tonight in the fundamentals to get out there and have fun, you know, um, resting, restoring, revitalizing yourself and chalking it up to mental hygiene and wellness. So thank you for that opportunity to share and, um, and, you know, do a little plug for King Spa uh, and, and other spas like it. I, you know, um, and just real quick, responsibly, um, Dor Dorothy, if you could just go ahead and put up the Kimber.com. Um, the other thing I I'll do inside of the things that I personally have to offer, um, uh, the Kimber.com is one of my um, children uh, that I just love, love, love because of what it gives, you know, to humanity, which is restoration around uh, scarcity and lack and cleansing ourselves of scarcity and lack, especially with key resources like your dreams being fulfilled, um, time, money, and people. So, you know, human resources and things like that. So wherever you think there's a lid, I promise you there is no lid. There is no lid. The resources in God's kingdom are endless. They're infinite. Um, and, uh, if you are stuck in any of those places of a sense of lack, especially your dreams being fulfilled, come check us out, um, at thekember.com. And so with that there, we would love to hear your fundamentals. So please. Yeah, I know. Share, please. <laughs> My fundamentals. Okay. So, um, whenever I, um, am planning my podcast for the week or um, if I have a big decision to make or or anything like that, am I taking the next step in life? I always ask myself three questions. They're like my three determining uh, uh, factors or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so for one, does my subject matter glorify God? Um, because I know if I'm glorifying God, He'll take care of the rest. Am I glorifying the goodness of God to love us, to want to restore us, to want to heal us, the power of God to be able to do that and that he has that there for us? So am I glorifying God in uh, my actions and my behavior and my message? Um, I don't always do that. But fundamentally, at the end of the day, that's my goal is to glorify God and um, his power, his might, his name, um, his holiness. And then uh, the second one would be uh, to tell the truth, um, the truth about God, the truth about God's word uh, to try to in the best way that I can. I'm not I'm not a trained minister. 
but to uh, in the best way I know how with the Spirit's help to interpret his word in the most truthful way that I can. Um, you know, I don't want to lead anyone astray. So I want to make sure that I'm telling the truth of his word and telling the truth of my experience. Um, and, you know, like I said tonight, you know, anything, my story, I'm an open book. So uh, now if there's something I, don't, I can't share due to it has to do with another person or whatever, I'll say I can't share that. But um, or it's a trigger, you know, trigger. But uh, for the most part, I want to, you know, always tell the truth. And uh, so then um, my third one would be, uh, does it help others? And because if, if my show is not or my message or uh, whatever I'm doing, whether it's helping my husband, helping my children at home or helping whoever is in my sphere of influence at the market, at the meeting, at uh, church or at the office, um, whoever's in my sphere of influence, the people who listen to my show is, is what I'm saying or doing going to help inspire someone, give them some sort of hope um, of, of getting over something or uh, having a better outcome. Because if I'm not helping anyone, then um, I feel like I'm being selfish, really, you know, because uh, it's not all about me. It's about, it's about him. It's about, it's about who um, I can help, how I can pour out back, give back my life. And to me, that's in helping someone and helping someone figure out a problem, helping just let someone talk. And I just listen and I don't talk. I don't judge. I just listen if that's what they need. But yeah, to to tell the truth, to glorify God and to help others are my fundamentals. Love that. I absolutely love that. I think Kimberly's frozen. Uh, yeah, at first, at first I thought she's really thinking about what I'm saying. She's thinking real hard. I must be talking really good. <laughs> you are. You're amazing. I've got her, I've got her in a trance. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yes, and, and uh, she's having technical difficulties. I that's okay. Yeah, she's out and about, so that happens. <laughs> yeah, I just want to really thank everybody for joining us tonight. This has been a very rich conversation. Uh, I just have one last um, shout out here. We are having a second annual Don Graham Memorial Classic coming up August 19th. Um, it is to celebrate and honor my dad um, who passed away of cancer and all the proceeds will be going to the Chatham Can Can uh, Peer Cancer Support Group uh, in honor of his name. And we just have some people that we would like to thank. We have some businesses that come alongside us. And so we'd like to thank Pure Hottos Foods uh, for being a whole sponsor. O'Brien Roberts. Robertson um, Realty, Cares Rose Garden out in Tilbury, Ontario, Sohn Social Media Solutions, and Amped Up um, DJ Services. So we would really love to thank you guys for, for sponsoring some holes. Um, and we still are in need of golf golfers. So if you are a golfer, and you've had your life has been touched by cancer. You don't have to be a Canadian to come, but you do need a passport to be able to cross the border. Uh, it is an in in person event. So August nineteenth at eleven thirty, uh, we will be at the Tilbury Golf Course. So uh, definitely, if you want to join us, that we would be more than happy to register. Just get a hold of me, and we'll get you registered today. So thank you. Uh, all right. So good to have you back, sister. Uh, yeah, she was burning up my lines tonight. So my, 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 my phone got so hot from your fundamentals tonight. It literally said too hot to handle and shut down. <laughs> That's how hot you are. That's never yeah. happened. Ever. <laughs> I love so, you. That, that's, uh, you want to talk about glory to God. Um, that, that's a real thing. Um, and, and fortunately I, um, had, uh, timed out while I did catch all three and I absolutely love. <laughs> three ridiculous fundamentals to have because it, you know, if the world lived inside of those three fundamentals, what would the world look like? Amen. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> 
So thank you to our guests for joining us. Thank you, Tanya, for, for joining us tonight and being such an amazing guest. Thank you to Kimberly being over there in King's Spa, getting her treatments. And don't forget, guys, be unstoppable in all that you do. And same time, same, time, same channel next week. Bye for now. <laughs>